Welcome back to the MLS Net Boys Show. I'm your host slash co-host Chase here with my buddy Jacob. How are you doing today, man? Pretty good. Other the fact that the Seattle Sounders are in the MLS Cup playoffs. I hate Seattle. I hope they get bounced in the first freaking round. <laughs> I Obviously, I do too, but I want them to retain. We talked about this a little before. I want them to keep old Brian Schmetzer. You want him to get the old Peter Vermees treatment and he's, just string him along as long as he can? He's become too much of a a bit for our podcast specifically. And it would take a little bit of the sting out of the rivalry. Because, hey, that guy hates Portland. Like, that guy lives the rivalry. I feel like if we lost him and Vanny Sartini, we'd have to stop doing the podcast. Like, we'd, we'd have nothing else to just rag on all the time. Keegan Hughes retires unexpectedly. Oh, he just follows the uh, David Ochoa route and becomes a coach by 23 or something. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it is uh, officially playoff season, and um, all I can say is MLS is really missing out because they don't have Dyron Espria in the playoffs this year because that is what really makes the magic happen. Um, but we had a you know first week of games or so. It's kind of such a weird schedule. It makes it hard to choose a day to record, so we're just sticking with our normal day. There's games currently going on right now, but... We'll discuss all that's happened, the wild card games. Um, we're recording this on Sunday, so we'll talk about the Saturday games. Um, and I haven't checked to see what the current game is like right now. I think Houston and Real are playing. Or they just finished, right? Just finished. Uh, Houston won 2-1 over Salt Lake. Cincy's up 1-0 on the Red Bulls. Ooh, that one is to be expected, Cincy and Red Bulls. You know what we didn't talk about last week was our brackets for the MLS Cup. No we And didn't. it's a little it's a little late to go over our full bracket, but quick fire, who do you have winning MLS Cup? I have Orlando City, the biggest team in Florida, winning MLS Cup. They got Facundo Torres. You know, he might be the Uruguayan Messi. Some say Messi's the Argentinian Facundo Torres. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm a little torn. On one hand, I could see Houston putting in a deep run, but it almost just seems like it can't happen. Like it just like they've already won the U.S. Open Cup, and it just seems like the narrative isn't written for them to like win MLS Cup as well. Them doing a double would be insane. It would be insane. But you know who I have winning it all. I forget. I I I remember you put it in the bracket, but I, I feel remember. as though you should already know. Columbus. The Columbus crew are winning this year's MLS Cup. Getting out of since that means taking down Cincy at some point. They would take down Cincy in the conference finals if they were to meet. That would be a nuts series to to go to MLS Cup. So the the reason I kind of feel like this could happen is but I think Columbus is gonna clean up Atlanta and their three game series. Um with no like ties or aggregate scoring, also Atlanta has a terrible defense. They're like one of the worst defenses in MLS. Um, but Columbus is such a fun attacking team, and with there being no ties, like worst case scenario, go to penalty shootout, and then whoever wins that gets the points. I think Columbus like 
in a lot of these games, they'll just throw caution to the wind if they're down a goal and they're so dangerous going forward. I could see them being pretty dangerous. Like if teams try and sit back and like hold on, nobody's going to be able to hang with Columbus. For me, the East is, I mean, this isn't a pop, unpopular opinion, but the East has like by far more teams who I think could pull it off. Philly, Columbus, Orlando, Cincinnati, obviously. I could even see, you know, Nashville or uh, how I wouldn't say the Revs, but like maybe some teams like that I have more confidence in. Whereas in the West, there's only two teams I can see pulling it off, and it's LAFC and Houston. As much as I hate Seattle, I would throw them in there. You think so? I I think so. Like they're they're definitely an old team, but they're a team that has so much experience in playoffs and with it being like Nico Lodero's last kind of like swan song for Seattle after announcing he's not coming back next year. Um I don't know. They just they have so much playoff experience. I'd say more so than any other team in playoffs right now. Like when you look at their core group of guys. Definitely. I I don't think they're going to get bounced, but I put them like s- slightly below LAFC in Houston. I just think both of those teams are playing better soccer right now. LAFC I wasn't too convinced for before this game against Vancouver, but they've got experience now too. They're looking for a repeat, and they've got a lot of players from last year. They They know what it's like to win in the big stage now. I can see them pulling it off too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say. Playoffs are always just a wild card. You never know what's truly going to happen. But um, picture this new playoff format is just so interesting to me. Like when you when you think about there's so there's these three legged games now where there's no ties. It's just straight to penalties, and you get like a an actual reward for finishing higher. Like you get two home games versus before. I mean, they kind of always played around with it, but what I remember was the team with the higher seed played away first and then played at home the second game, which almost seemed like a disadvantage in a lot of ways. The the old two-legged aggregate series. Yeah, I know that, was, that was prior to the one-legged that they did the past couple years. Yeah, that was... I remember that, and I think that's my favorite method, actually, my favorite format for the playoffs, because... This is just kind of dumb to me because you could lose a game 6-0, win a second game on penalties, and then win by one goal, and you could still win the series, but I don't know. It's kind of the excitement of it, though, right? I think it makes for more entertaining games because you don't have teams that go away from home. And then, like before, when you had teams battling for aggregate score, you would see just these stinker games where it's just like super cagey, teams aren't trying to attack. Versus now, I think you've already seen it in the games that have happened in this first series, or like first game of the three-game series. Like Teams are really going after it, and they're not really as afraid to attack because they have a little bit of leeway. It'll be interesting to see how the second game goes down, but I don't know. I mean, it's just... You're right. I think it makes it more interesting, and I think I've talked about this previously, but like when I try and view it as like less of like a pure soccer thing, like... When I view it from like a consumer point of view and like they're just providing a product of entertainment, I think it provides more entertainment. Yeah, I see what you mean because if you're losing a game, you know, by a goal or two, 
you have more incentive to throw numbers forward and maybe go for a win, obviously, because there's no draws. Whereas in the past, if you're away from home, especially, you take like a loss on the road. But if you scored like an away goal or two. Yeah. I mean, if you're down like 2 1 right now, like with the, how it is with a three game series, if you're down 2 1, you're going to throw numbers forward. You're going to try and at least get the game tied versus before you'll be like, we'll take the away goal. We'll, you know, we'll go home. And if we can just win 1 0, we go through. So it's it kind of leads to like teams not phoning it in. They they really try and push for these goals and push on, you know. So I don't I don't know. I mean, you see you see both sides of it. I I have a soft spot for the two-legged games just cuz it's always, you know, that's how competition soccer has been for a long long time. Yeah, that's how I feel. I I kind of like those KG kind of tight games in the playoffs. It's my fondest memories of MLS watching back. But also, it has to be said, the beauty of this playoffs is you'll still see that later on. Once you get to, I think, once it goes to the semifinals and the conference finals, it's still just two-legged affairs, or is it one-leg? I think it's one-off now. Okay. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> It'd be interesting if they did, like, first round was three-legged games, semifinals was two-legged games, conference finals was, like, a one-off game. That almost would feel like a true final at that point, because higher seed team would host... And it's just a one-off game to win a trophy at that point. Like, you're still winning the conference title. It still doesn't make sense to me that, yeah, they call the the conference winners the Western and the Eastern Conference champions, and they give them a trophy to lift, but then there's no real recognition or and real accolade that, that's worth anything. It used to be if you won the conference in the playoffs and made it to MLS Cup, you got a Champions League spot. But then we flip that around, and now it's whatever we can do to get our favorite teams in the <laughs> Champions League. It changes every year, it feels like. So Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still confused since they recently expanded the CONCACAF Champions League this year, how all the spots are allocated and whatnot. It's just, it's just a mess. It's You'll never mess. know unless your team's about to do it and your, your team's info bomber on Twitter like mentions, hey, with a 1-1 draw, you can make Champions League. We didn't even cover the wild card games actually yet. Yeah, I was gonna say we could uh, dive back in and maybe discuss those games, but they happened on Wednesday this week. Two wild card games. We uh, we predicted both of these games actually. Um, New York Red Bulls played Charlotte. We both thought this was gonna be a low scoring game that was gonna go to pens, and boy were we wrong. It was absolutely the opposite. New York smacks Charlotte 5-2 Charlotte puts up a fight with Kerwin Vargas scoring a bicycle kick he's kind of been on fire these past few games Um, really funny though I feel like a lot of people expected this just to be a boring game and then New York goes and scores like a quarter of their season's goals in like one game basically this game in that DC away victory was like half of their goals it felt like yeah it's crazy Nuts that they even made the playoffs like we talked about 14 years in a row. They seemed like a dead club, honestly. There wasn't much going right for them. And then you have Charlotte, who mere, what, two days, three days before this, they clinched the playoffs for the first ever time. It was play-in, I guess. People are really weird when I see this online. They're like, well, they didn't make the playoffs. They made the play-in game. But it's like (laughs) the same thing, dude. They made the playoffs. But... Just funny seeing all the emotion in the stadium and people going crazy and the social media accounts going hard and how proud of their achievement for the playoffs they were. 
three days later, <laughs> their season's over. They got just smacked by the Red Bulls. I do have to bring up our last episode. You were talking about New York Red Bulls and how their stadium gets pretty rocking for the playoffs. Did you see any of the videos of the stands? Yeah, I did. It looked like a Houston game from like 2017. It was just it was bad. It was an empty stadium. Like there's, there was almost like no fan presence there. It was kind of insane, which is really disappointing because I feel like traditionally it was a pretty packed house, like loud place. This next game against Cincy, I feel like will be a better indicator. Unless I don't know, the schedule's weird, like we talked about. Unless they play this game on another midweek game, which I don't think should be an excuse. Personally, there should be. 20,000 people who can go to a game in New York City of all places. Yeah. And New Jersey. Um, okay, they got a Saturday game. That one uh, on November 4th will be a rocking house. <laughs> I have a feeling they won't, especially since Cincy's up 2-0 already. Looking like they're probably going to comfortably handle the Red Bulls today. At Red Bull Arena? I think on Saturday at Red Bull Arena, I think they still will. I think they'll still handle them. Probably. <laughs> Anyways, the other wild card game happened. Jacob and I both predicted that SKC was going to win comfortably. There was going to be some, you know, some goals scored. It's a nil-nil. SKC, though, they have the secret weapon that everybody forgot about of Tim Melia, the penalty shootout killer, goes in goal, and they win 4-2 on pins. After a pretty dominant display across the game, actually. 60% possession, 18 shots. San Jose only managed five with zero shots on target. Um, yeah, SKC doing the business. Once again, what a turnaround for SKC. The playoffs are just better with them in it. They're, they're a team that actually has a pretty pretty great crowd always. And then the playoffs, you know, we you talked about some fond memories there uh, for us. But it feels like they're always like, having these big games, big moments, like kind of iconic things happening at their stadium. So cool to see them showing out. Tim Melia though. Dude, that guy said legend. That feels this feels like vintage like 2018 MLS. You got Kansas City winning in the playoffs, Tim Melia shutting people out. PV at the helm. It's that's, that's been forever though. It's true. It's vintage SKC. It's like it's kind of as like a, I think for us both, where we kind of like got into MLS around like a similar time frame, it like is almost like nostalgic to see it happen again. Like it's kind of, it just feels good. Like despite being a Timbers fan, you see SKC doing well in the playoffs. Like they always have. Feels nice. It's like those, those nostalgic uh, memes and stuff you see on Instagram now. Yeah. We, we need to make an edit of just, Peter Vermees walking out of the tunnel, clapping the way fans over the years. Just like one video of him from each year, kind of all clipped together, and he looks the same every He's time. In like transition, <laughs> he does look this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kansas City wins, sets up a nice series against St. Louis. That's gonna be an insane series. I think we we both expected that because we both had SKC going through, but we didn't really talk about like. The, the ramifications of them playing against St. Louis. That's a really cool first-round matchup. Like, three games of that is going to be awesome to watch. This is bigger than El Clasico. The barbecue definitely is. That's It's pretty insane. 
Dude, that's disrespectful. <laughs> oh, man. You know, on one end, you had Leo Messi against Ronaldo. On this hand, you got Eric Tommy squaring up against Samuel Adinaran and <laughs> Jared Stroud. Jared Stroud and Johnny Russell. It's a. Uh, What's not to love about that? In the, in the heart of the Missouri night, too. Yeah. Well, it's not to love about that, but it's going to be interesting because it, it was so fun watching these teams play each other this year. Like, I remember St. Louis absolutely torched KC the first time, and then KC rounded into form, and then they torched at, uh, St. Louis. I don't remember how the third game went. I can't it remember was, it off the top of my head. St. Louis smacked them again because they got destroyed. They scored, like, four or five goals in, like, 12 minutes or something one four one and we were like oh kansas city's dead that's like right. it was that's like right. with three weeks left or something like that but that's the wild card two three games we can talk about we got philadelphia hosting new england revolution philly wins three one what else can you really even say there's not much to even really like i kind of think most people expected that but uh, I don't know if you saw, like, Carlos Heel left this game injured, so kind of up in the air what's going to happen with that. Not a good sign for their playoff hopes, though, losing him. Um, Philly's starting to look like the team that everybody really expected them to be this year. Like, they looked pretty lethal going forward and uh, solid defensively overall. You think so? I'm not convinced still. I, I mean, I, this is a wounded animal that they kind of stumbled across. And I know they lost to him last week, but... I'm kind of off the Philly hype train this year. I mean, the only thing that really, like, the only goal they got was, like, Gustavo Bo just doing the business to their back line that, you know, everybody knows he has the quality to do. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to win MLS Cup by any means, but I think they're starting to show, you know, what type of team they can be. That's what I would say. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... A, Philly up to an early lead in the series. I think they're the clear favorites to go through. I would love if I could pick any team right now to win MLS Cup who's alive, I would pick the Revs. They have been through it. I wouldn't. <laughs> not who I think will, who I want to. I still wouldn't. Who would you why why not? Columbus crew, baby. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> LAFC hosting the Vancouver Whitecaps, a 5-2 to two win for LAFC. <laughs> LA was up 1-0. Vancouver equalized. Then they went up 2-1. Then Vancouver equalized. And then LAFC just pounded them down in the second half. Dude, the poor Whitecaps. Poor Whitecaps. Like, what do they have to do? I mean, LAFC... They just look like they're too good for the Whitecaps. I, I was catching, you know, kind of bits and pieces of this game while it was happening. And, I mean, Vancouver didn't look bad, but LAFC just clearly has more quality than them. Like, they across the pitch, I think they have more quality in nearly every position. <laughs> what a Ryan's hauling head brace will do to a dude. Listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like... Name one position where Vancouver has a better player than LAFC. Like, look at those starting lineups right there, and you tell me one player that's better. Maybe goalkeeper, but that's 
debatable at it's best. Debatable. Um, on paper, I know Richie Lareo is playing more of a wing back, but I think he's a better fullback than Hollingshead. That being said, Hollingshead is great. But Larea, you, you said Richie Larea is better than the fullback. They got a brace in this game. <laughs> I think he's on a better team. Anybody can score tap-ins for. I like I. I love Ryan Hollingshead. I I would be a dream signing for our club. Okay, but, so we're saying arguably maybe the right back is better than LAFC. I think on his day, Shop is better than uh, however you pronounce this guy. The number eight for Vancouver who plays in the midfield. I think he's better than Bogush. I would disagree. Maybe you could say Brian White is better than Carlos Vela. That one I would take. I think Brian White is better, but I would still have Vela in like a playoff series yeah, who can create something more same. than I would say across the season I would probably take Brian White right now. Especially with Vela playing like the striker role for LAFC now. He's not really out on the wing quite as much. It's a shame because you love to see an American abroad. Brian White. <laughs> an American abroad. A guy in Canada. <laughs> That's such a funny way to phrase that, but I love it. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you see happening with this series here? I, I think LAFC wins in Vancouver next game and the series is over. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think LAFC... If anything, like squeak out a win, even if it's like a one nil or two one or something like that. So Vancouver, I think, is gonna have to go for it though. So if LAFC just wins, the that next game is just canceled. That next game's canceled, and LAFC just gets a longer break until their next game, basically. So you kind of get rewarded for ending the series early. It's such a weird format. It's weird, but it's what we love about MLS. Like they try new, unique things. They don't get stuck in like old ways what are the odds do you think they stick with this or do you think they change it again next year in in some slight way even i think they'll stick with it for at least two years like they'll probably do next year maybe the year after and then change it somehow i don't know exactly how they change it but you know what that actually brings that that's kind of something i was going to ask you about if you were to like and we may have discussed this before but like if you were to change this playoff format how would you change it for like the best way possible? Because it's a really tricky thing to do when you think about it. Like you want to reward teams that perform better in the regular season, but you also want to like maintain the integrity of like a playoff structure. If you know, because MLS Cup is the true champion of MLS. Supporter Shield's great, but whoever wins the cup is going to be the champion. So it's like, how do you maintain the integrity of like league play? as well as like playoffs like where do you find that balance for me i think that once again the two-legged series is ideal and i and i completely agree with what you were talking about for the you know the higher seed hosting second and if that's even better for them because it was kind of questionable but since the league is an on on an unbalanced schedule you play your own conference teams like portland plays seattle three times and certain Western Conference teams twice, and then they play only like four or five select Eastern teams. Well, that's completely different than everybody else in the league. So the fact that somebody else maybe gets a higher spot by two, three points, and maybe they got a much weaker schedule, okay, fine. Give them the second leg to host, 
and they have hosting rights for MLS Cup and any like knockout like play-in games. But I still think that's the best way because then you either have to fully buy into the home field advantage and the higher seeding by making the schedule balanced. Because if you're not playing the same teams, then it's not it, it shouldn't doesn't really factor in like it, it could to my to my opinion. So would you have like the higher seed team hosting second or would you have them host first if you were to do two legged? I think hosting second still, like like the old way. Or maybe I don't know, this is too that's, corny. That's tough because I I don't know for a fact, but I, I feel like I remember reading somewhere that like the team who wins the first game of the series like statistically has a way higher chance of like going through in the series. So if you give the lower seed team home field advantage first, you're kind of giving them an advantage to go through in the series. Yeah. And I can see that. I don't know if this sounds corny, but you could do like the MLS next pro way and make you get a pick, like which one you want to host first. I think that would be interesting. That's what I was just about to bring up. Actually, that was like my solution for, the whole issue here actually and i think that would solve it but i think either way those teams those truly great teams we can remember toronto 2017 atlanta united they won in spite of all those you know two-legged series obstacles those old la galaxy teams so that's true but with it being soccer and like just crazy things can happen like a one-off you know i mean it's still a two-legged series but you start your first game away like something insane happens and there's like a weather delay because you're in Colorado and then like you start the game like three hours late or something like that like I feel like it just it it's a weird way to balance it but I was going to bring up the MLS next pro like pick your own opponent I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast yet no we haven't and I'm only I've zoned out completely because you said Colorado hoaxing a playoff game and I love to see that <laughs> But uh, so essentially, MLS Next Pro introduced a new playoff format this season, and they called it the pick your own opponent opponent structure, where um, you know season ends, you still have each division has a champion who you know was top of the league, um, and they basically get to sit out for the first round of the playoffs. So you have, I forget, I think it's like six teams below that. And the top two teams get to pick their opponent. Um, so, you know, traditionally you would think the second place team would pick number six or number who would actually be number seven. Number three would pick number six and they play against each other and they'd leave the middle two teams. But I think it's way better because they're still doing two legged games, but I think it's way better because you allow the top place team to like really analyze who they want to play against who they think they have the best matchup for. And then they can like essentially call them out. And then they, they go to a two legged thing and they can analyze like, all right, you know, we're going to go play against, we're going to pick New York Red Bulls because they have a terrible home atmosphere in the playoffs. So I think we could go there our first game and do the business and then come home and, you know, clean up the game here. But I don't know. I just, I find that really interesting and I'd love to see it implemented in MLS as well. If they're going to change it, I think they need to do something unique like that. That kind of puts like the fate in the hands of the team that finishes higher. Like that's their reward. Like you get to choose who you want to play. Like it's all on you at that point. And it would be legendary to see 
the higher seed team get upset by the team they picked yeah. in that playoff series. And yeah, that one was cool because they like did it on Zoom, so you saw the coaches like picking and they were like talking about things. It was really interesting. Love to see it. Would totally buy in. I just feel like so many people would just dismiss it because it feels like kind of like you say you're you're talking about soccer more as like a product, and it's like they're kind of artificially bumping things up and changing things. I still agree with it. I feel like people will be skeptic about it, but I I just think it would be fun. Like it would be fun to watch. It would be fun to see as a fan of the game. I mean, it's a, it's hard to find a better way to balance like rewarding a team for finishing higher unless you do what they do right now, which is like a three-legged series where they get two home games and the other team only gets one home game or the one-legged series where if you finish higher, you just get to host the game. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. I like this better than what we had the last few years because, like we talked about, these one-off games are not... Yeah, I would, I would agree as well. I feel like the having multiple games allows for, you know, the higher seed team to get a little bit more of an advantage. Would you ever consider seeing it expanded more and doing, like, a four- or five-game series? Like basketball style now yeah no i think threes i think three is good would you want to see that expanded through like sim conference semifinals conference finals and then just do a one game for the final or do actual basketball style and do a three game mls cup final not for the final i think that would take away from the prestige in the moment i would agree with that carrying it on you know we'll see how this goes I, i we were both pretty vocal at first that we didn't like it but We'll see how how it plays out. And I have a question for you, actually. We talked about, you know, what we could do to change the structure. What about, especially since the shield is all one table, what if they just eliminated the conferences for playoffs and just made it, all right, like top 16 teams or something? Yep. The shield winner plays the 16th team second place 15th that way you're playing cross conference too especially since you don't typically play those clubs in the regular season i think it'd be interesting i i like that idea a lot actually because then instead of having this meaningless like you've already taken the significance away from like winning western conference if you don't win mls cup like you're technically western conference champions but i feel like putting the importance on the league play of like you don't win mls cup but you are the best in the western conference then you become western conference champions because you finished like top of western conference you get your Concacaf champion spot and then you go into a combined playoff i think that would be really cool and you'd see way more interesting matchups of teams that maybe only played each other once that season or didn't play each other at all because i was i was just randomly thinking about the Timbers and who they've played in all their playoff runs. and Well, they made the playoffs like probably like six, seven times maybe. Mm-hmm. And they played Dallas in three separate years. They played Kansas City multiple times. They played Vancouver. And they played Salt Lake multiple times in Seattle. They haven't really played... They haven't played any of the LA teams in the playoffs. And like any of those other teams that I just can't think of right now, San Jose, I don't think they've played in the playoffs... Like picture like a a cross conference matchup of like Orlando City playing like RSL. Like it would be weird. It wouldn't make sense, but it would be fun games. I feel like it would be fun. And then 
it would be even more interesting like in a year like this where eastern conference was significantly better than western conference you might see like a just eastern conference final where you know like a sensi plays against philly or columbus or something like that and i think that would be way more interesting to see like it would show the true strength of conferences like kind of like we saw where we wanted to see with leagues cup where we're like let's see the true strength of you know mls versus league mx and just have these teams play against each other you kind of see that in mls whereas like you don't see a lot of those cross conference games as much as you want to see throughout the season and i think the ultimate reason why they would ever consider it and just even talking about this makes the like light bulb appear in my head that would give them the opportunity for like an el trafico final la galaxy versus lafc or miami versus i don't know any other team any that might side up lafc big... yeah well that Orlando, could happen anybody any team columbus cincy ohio portland seattle picture like portland seattle for a championship game would be nuts that would be pretty insane because closest you would see right now is a conference final and as much as they try and hype that up everybody knows it's just the next step to get to the final that's why i hate that they took the the champions league spot out of it because it's like who cares that they lift that trophy even like i get it it's kind of cool but there's literally nothing that comes out of it no other significance besides it's essentially like the runner's up medal you get to put in your trophy cabinet yeah, I don't know. I I agree. I think that would be really cool. But maybe you can buy them. Maybe you do the MLS Next Pro plus the cross-conference. Shield winner gets to call out whoever they want. That'd be interesting. Seems pretty cool. Last game on the slate just finished up a couple hours ago. Houston Dynamo hosting RSL. Houston wins 2-1. I think we both expected this as well. But Moon Boy getting on the board for uh, RSL. Moon Boy, uh, Ache Ache, and uh, the Penalty Man. <laughs> penalty Merchant. That's Amin, Luna. Amin Messi. <laughs> That's Luna Bossy and Herrera. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm an Amin Bossy. My you, bad. You're going to have some uh, <laughs> You're gonna have some explaining to do if one of our buddies listens to Dude, this. He doesn't listen to this. Um, anyways. The stats of this game is absolutely nuts, though. How are you looking at like, so Houston had 23 shots, 72% possession. RSL only had seven shots, 28% possession, obviously. Pablo Mastroini ball? Dude, Benny ball is looking, I mean, this isn't a surprise, but at home, Houston is pretty unreal. Yeah, kind of crazy, but to be expected with how hot Houston is right now. Um, Houston with just, 11 wins and two losses at home only all season. And they're just, you know, just blow through RSL. It'll be interesting seeing them go away to RSL, but I think we both can kind of comfortably say they're going to go through. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't watch this game or we haven't had a chance to really see anything that's happened just because we've been recording during the entirety of it, essentially. Um, but I kind of want to run through and just give me your, like, Quick answers, and I'll give you mine, of the playoff bracket as it currently stands. Um, we're a little late. Just like I said at the top of the show, it's hard kind of choosing a day to record um, when you're working another job and the playoffs are just kind of all over the place right now. But I'll start in the West. 
St. Louis versus SKC. They haven't played yet. Who do you have one in that series? St. Louis. I got St. Louis going through as well. I don't think they do it in two games, though. I think they do it across. the. They have to play the full three games. I was going to say, I, I expect a close series. Honestly, I think Kansas City will give them a fight. All right, and then we got Houston, RSL. Definitely Houston, I think. Houston, they won the first game 2-1. Do you think they win it in two? Do you think they beat RSL, or do you think they have to go down to three games? I feel like they can do it on the road. I I could see them doing it on the road, but I think it's going to be a tight, like, 1-0 or even a tie and, like, winning penalties or something. RSL actually has more wins on the road than at home, actually. And Houston, though, is not great on the road unless they're playing the Timbers or Miami. So... (laughs) So Houston goes through there. All right. So we got St. Louis. We both agree. St. Louis goes through. Houston goes through. Um, LAFC versus Vancouver. LAFC already stomped them 5-2. Do you think they'd go through or what? Definitely. In two games or three? I think they win next game. I would agree. I'd say they win next game. Last game of the Western Conference first round, we got Seattle versus Dallas. None of these games have happened. Do you? Who do you think goes through here? Unfortunately, the Sounders. I would agree. I could see Sounders going through just playoff experience. Dallas hasn't looked very convincing on the tail end of the season. And just having to play two games away in Seattle, that's a tough ask. Maybe Alan Velasco just goes crazy on Seattle (laughs) and sets up Ferreira. I mean, I don't see it. Seattle definitely has weaknesses. Like, you can't ignore that. Like, there's, there's ways for Dallas to exploit them. And I think they have some players that could do that, but I just Seattle has a lot of depth and it's a lot of experience depth. So I could see them doing the business. Brian's gonna be cooking up a masterpiece. I do think it takes them three games to to win the series, though. I think it goes down to the three games. So that leaves us with a semifinals in the Western Conference of St. Louis versus Houston, one off game in St. Louis. Who do you have one in that? That's a tricky one, actually. Because it's in St. Louis. That's the tough part. I think Houston. This is St. Louis's first time at the dance. I think Houston. They're not. This is a pretty new group as well. Not quite an expansion team, obviously, but I think Houston can do it. You know, this isn't very exciting because we're just agreeing on everything. But I say Houston goes through as well. St. Louis is going to continue to play their style of like fast paced transition play, try and like press, win the ball. But Houston's midfield is just so good at moving the ball off their foot. They're so clean. So simple, too. I could see them just breaking St. Louis's lines really easily and sending Corey Baird through to do the crab dance. Um, so we got St. Louis going through in that semifinal. On the other end, we would have Seattle hosting LAFC. Who do you think goes through there? That's a tough one. Seattle hosting is big, I feel like. Yeah. I think... I think LAFC. This is where I'll disagree. I think Seattle does the business against LAFC at home. If it was away, I could see LAFC doing it. Like if they would have done, if they could have pulled off that second place spot, I could see them making it through the semifinal here. But I think Seattle beats LAFC. This season, LAFC versus Seattle. Seattle didn't beat them actually they lost on the road and then tied at home so i don't know i I feel like i could see seattle doing it 
See, so, I, I think LAFC is too explosive for them. I could see that. I could see that. But Seattle's defense is pretty One solid. of the best, maybe even the best in the league. And I was thinking about that. They conceded only like 39 goals, I think. Yamar Gonzalez got nominated for Defender of the Year, and I think that's a good shout. Yeah. So you got LAFC going through. So that would put you with a conference final of Houston Dynamo versus LAFC. LAFC's hosting that game. Who do you have going through to MLS Cup from the Western Conference? I'd have the Houston Dynamo, which is the nuts thing to say. Doing it on the road in L.A. LAFC versus Houston this year. Lost 1-0 at home, and then four days before that, lost 4-0 on the road. Franco Escobar revenge game. Corey Baird revenge game. I could see it happening, but the fact that LAFC hosts is the tough part with that because their crowd is already nuts and if they're in a conference final against Houston I mean I don't have them going through I would have Seattle in their place here but I could just see LAFC's crowd almost willing them to like victory and then just the play, the pieces they have of like putting a Chiellini in just to kind of like do the dirty work um, Mario back there I think it's kind of a good dynamic like back line pairing I just feel like they have a lot of pieces that could hurt Houston. And I, I feel like Houston's going to run out of gas at some point. So I, I think the St. Louis game would be a huge accomplishment for them. If LAFC is in that conference final, I don't see them winning. But I would have Houston and Seattle playing. And that's where I could see Houston actually thriving. I could see Houston going through if it's against Seattle in Seattle. I think LAFC has a better crowd than Seattle right now at this point seems a little bit more active a little bit louder even though Seattle's a bigger stadium and when you look at like the makeup of their team I feel like Seattle doesn't have the same kind of pieces as LAFC to hurt a Houston who's so strong through the midfield I mean I, I just don't see how Seattle would do it do you have the how those teams have played against each other this season yeah I was gonna say Seattle won in Houston actually um Houston had, I think, nine players on the field. Or yeah, eight that players was the two-red card game, I think. And so they, they beat Houston on the road, and then at home, Seattle also beat Houston 1-0. Yeah, I don't know. I just have a feeling if – I think Houston could figure out a way to clean up shop, even in Seattle. And I that might be crazy because I was just making the point of how Houston wouldn't be able to do it on the road in L.A., and I've made the point that Seattle has like tournament and they have a tournament team that just knows how to get the work done. But I feel like similar to Houston, Seattle's gonna run out of gas. Like it's such an old team. Even if they have the know how, I think they're gonna run out of gas at some point. And I think this Houston team, with how electric their midfield is, I could see them cleaning up shop. So we both got Houston going to the MLS Cup final. Pretty much the same path, except for one game we we deferred on. One different game what about the eastern conference let's go through it can we just acknowledge how crazy that would be to say out loud like a year ago houston going through to the they saying that houston was an mls cup final and had won the open cup people would probably think you're insane beating Messi's team too i know we didn't play obviously but yeah but still that's that would be insane 
kind of crazy to think about, but on the Eastern Conference side, we have Cincinnati versus New York Red Bulls. It's the easiest one all day since he... I, yeah, I would agree. I think this game, this is done in two games. Since he's already looking like they're going to win the game that's currently happening, I think since he goes through easily, not much else to say there. New York Red Bulls, great accomplishment to even make it into the playoffs, win the play-in game. Good for them. Don't know where they go from here, but since he just seems inevitable for them. So next up, Philly, New England. What do you have going through? Philly's already won the first game 3-1. What do you have? My heart says New England, and I put it in my bracket Philly, and I still want to say New England just because uh, I think they could pull it <laughs> off, but I'm going to go Philly. I'm going Philly as well. There's too much disarray around New England. The drop-off halfway through the season was too much. If they win, though, this next one at Gillette, which they just beat Philly a week ago, that third leg would be spicy in Philadelphia. It would, but also not sure the state of Carlos Heel as he left the game early with an injury. So that's why they got Nacho Heel. <laughs> <laughs> so we both got Philly going through. Next up, my favorite matchup of playoffs, I think. Columbus versus Atlanta. None of these these games haven't happened yet. None of them have happened. Who do you have going through here? I think this is where we're going to really disagree. Oh, man. No, I think Columbus does it, especially since Almada's missing the first game. Really? I I don't see... See, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta obliterates Columbus at home because they play that high-style offense, but so does Columbus. I can't see Atlanta winning in Columbus, honestly, especially without Almada the first game. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. Um, I said it earlier, but uh, Atlanta has the worst defense of all the teams in the playoffs right now. So they've conceded 53 goals across the season. The only teams worse than them are Portland, Austin, LA Galaxy, Colorado. So just terrible teams from the West. And then in the East, the only teams worse than them are Miami and Toronto. So... Not a very good defense. They've scored a lot of goals. They're really good going forward. But almost all of that relies heavily on Tiago Almada. Um, I saw somebody post a stat that, like, he takes, I forget what it is, but he takes an absurd amount of their touches inside the attacking third. I want to say it's, like, a quarter of all touches on the ball in the attacking third are him for their team, which is insane to put that much responsibility on one player. And with him missing the first game, I think Columbus cleans up shop. I think I could see this going to the third game because with them having him back at home, I could see Atlanta. I don't think they dominate a Columbus, even though Columbus gives up a lot of opportunities. Um, I don't know. I could see it going to a third game with a tight game in the, the second one. But I see Columbus going through. I see, a, I see three games in that series as well, but I think Atlanta runs riot in game two. All right, fair enough. Last matchup in the East, we got Orlando versus Nashville. Who do you got winning this? Orlando City. Although Nashville, I will say, if Nashville's playing almost any other team, I might back them because they're a sleeper team in these. Not even a sleeper, but they're they're a tournament team. 
That is exactly why I have Nashville going through. If you look at my bracket right now, you'd see why I can't pick Nashville, though. Is that because you have Orlando all the way in the end? Maybe. <laughs> Spoilers. Anyways, I have Nashville going through. I think Orlando's, they're a good team. They have a lot of good pieces. I was really high on them at the beginning of the season. But Nashville, I think, especially with their League's Cup play, just showed what they can do in a tournament. And in a three-legged series where you can go to penalties right after the 90 minutes, you don't do any extra time. Dude, this is like a just a Nashville like dream. All you have to do is just be astute defensively, you know, just lock up shop, hold on for a result, go straight to penalties. Totally. I could see I could see them holding on against an Orlando team. Nashville and Orlando though played a couple weeks ago. Orlando won at in Nashville. They beat the Revs. They beat Toronto, obviously. They beat Montreal. They drew with Miami. That's like their last five games. So they haven't lost in a while. I don't know. I, I think they get it done. But it's a different beast when you face Nashville in a tournament setting. That's very well true. But that's all right. You got you got Orlando going through. I got Nashville. This, so in the go ahead. To me, this is Sam Surge hasn't been the answer for Nashville. Like people thought he might be as a DP striker to get Mukhtar more help. And Mukhtar has actually cooled down a decent bit, actually, since League's Cup. So if either one of those is neutralized... I would agree if it didn't go straight to penalties and there was, like, aggregate scoring. And another one that's interesting is Orlando, defense allowed, only 39 goals. That's almost... <laughs> Other than Nashville, ironically, that's the best goal difference in Houston um, and Seattle. But like that's four teams only who have a better goal differential or goals allowed. Orlando also nine wins on the road. Don't get me wrong. I think Orlando's a great team. I think this is going to be the worst series in all of playoffs. I think it's going to be the most boring. Like Orlando's good defensively. Nashville doesn't want to attack. I think it's going to be the most boring series but in the eastern conference semifinals you now have cincinnati hosting philadelphia on a one-off game who wins it definitely cincinnati i think i think cincinnati spanks philly i think philly is a great team i think this cincinnati is just would handle them i agree i think this is the end of the philly kind of super I, i think they'll be good still and successful but this is the end of them, you know, winning the Shield, competing for MLS Cup at least for a bit. Wagner's going to be gone. Bedoya's option's not going to be picked up. Jack Elliott didn't have the greatest year. Maybe Andre Blake regresses. Maybe, maybe. But it seems like Philly has an exceptional youth academy and an amazing eye for, like, identifying young players. So I, I could see them being fine for well into the future. Have you seen that like 13-year-old prospect they have? Cade Cav- Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan. That guy looks insane. He plays with like their U-17s or something like that, and he's being scouted. Um, I think I saw like Real Madrid and Bayern Munich are like waiting till he turns, I think 16 or 15 is when they're allowed to like offer contracts. Get him his visa. So, yeah, they're, they're already 
like vi- like building up offers for this like 13 year old kid doesn't that make you just like want to daydream about like what you could have done <laughs> if I was a 13 year old in Philadelphia's academy <laughs> to make it to the big time to make it to the MLS oh man Side. dude imagine just turning down Real Madrid and Bayern Munich to go play for Jim Curtin's Philadelphia Union side as a 17 year old hey hot take I think that would show more growth in soccer in America than Messi coming the fact that if there was players who would like choose their own local teams ahead of the Euro leagues that show we're big time league we're almost there lads possibly anyway so we both got Cincinnati going through the conference finals the other Eastern Conference semifinal we have you have Columbus playing against Orlando City Who's winning this game? I that's already a, know who you say. That's a good series, but I'm going to Orlando. Orlando hosts, I will give you that, which would be a pretty big advantage for them. And I think if that matchup were to happen, I would probably agree because Columbus gives up a lot of opportunities by just sending so many numbers forward. And Orlando can be really dangerous on the break. Remember that nuts Orlando City versus Columbus game about a month or two ago? Um it was 4-3. Columbus was up 3-1. Yeah. So Orlando won the home game, obviously. Away from home, Columbus was up 2-0 at home. Orlando City drew it back 2-2. Two two. So Orlando's got some grit in them, man. A point on the road and three points at home versus a good Columbus team, I think is... If, if I had the same matchup, I would probably agree that Orlando would go through there because Columbus playing away from home doesn't change their style. They still are just sending outside backs up. They're pushing numbers. They're trying to dominate up top, which is extremely fun to watch. But I think Orlando would do the business there, especially with them being so strong defensively. I have Columbus versus Nashville in the semifinals. And I have, so Columbus would be hosting Columbus going through easily. I think Columbus does the business Nashville is good defensively, but they don't really have too much going forward. And with it being a one-off game in Columbus, I see like if there's a team that can kind of pick apart their defense in a one-off game, I think it'd be it'd be Columbus. I would agree with that, but isn't this kind of exactly what you were talking about the the away from home Nashville? Oh, I think Nashville are definitely sent back, but these games don't go straight to penalties like the three legs. They don't? I think there's extra time. Like It just turns into normal playoffs at that point. The three-legged games are the ones that go straight to penalties. And with Nashville, like knowing they're playing a three-gate, like three-leg series, I think they're a lot more willing to sit back and be like, let's see if we can get penalties this first game. Let's see if we can get penalties, see how it goes. I think in a one-off game, you could kind of catch them out. Can I just say this is the worst matchup of kits in the entire league? Not no. <laughs> because I don't like either one of them, but why was Nashville allowed to have an all yellow color scheme when that's clearly the crew's identity? <laughs> I think that's trash. Nashville's got all yellow and all black, which yeah. is Columbus's colors. Because Nashville is supposed to be blue as well. Like in their logo, the N is blue, yeah. but they just never use it. I agree. So I got Columbus going through to the conference finals. So I would have a Cincinnati versus Columbus final. I got Columbus going through. Cincinnati's hosting. I think the traveling fans make their way there. They get the the amount that they're allowed to have in the stadium. 
And I just feel like there's a magic around Columbus this this time of year. Not Cincinnati? No, dude. I I don't see Cincinnati winning MLS Cup. And I think, I mean, we've talked about it. Like, history backs it up. The Shield winner rarely wins MLS Cup. That is true. The wheels fall off. Recent sample size, though, from last year would indicate that it is possible. Last year was... I think a little bit of an anomaly because when you look at the rest of the league, like Philly and LAFC were to stand above like the best teams in the league. And I think the rest was like not nearly on par with them. I think this would be the best matchup in the playoffs if it were to happen. For me, I don't see how Lucio Acosta would be contained. And if they do contain him and utilize their defensive efforts. You're telling me Sean Zawadzki can't lock up? Lucho Acosta or Mo Muhammad Farsi or no I don't I don't see it and then Brandon Vasquez has definitely cooled down but you have him Barreal has been lethal you got Bupenza there's just too many pieces I think whereas I think seems Colum- as though somebody's forgetting about Darlington Nagby Steven Moreira Diego Rossi Nagby's great but I mean yeah he would give you a moment in the playoffs and I think yeah Columbus has equivalent counterparts offense-wise. Rossi, Hernandez, brilliant pieces, but Cincinnati's defense is a lot more better, is a lot more safe. And Miazga and Mascara is a lethal partnership. Arias has been great. I can see them shutting down Columbus's weapons more than I can see Columbus's defense shutting down the Cincinnati offense. But this isn't my matchup. So well, my... you know what I see? I see a Columbus 3-0 against Cincinnati back in August where they did shut down those weapons. You're right. But at home, Cincinnati took care of business, and they'd have two home games. That's true. No, it's a one, one-off one series. Oh, you're right. It's a one-off series. Well, in that home, case, I think that's even more reason. I would disagree. I I feel like... It's, it would be Columbus all the way. And the the game they won three nil. They didn't even have um. Zellerion. Zellerion. I was gonna say Maiton, but Maiton's still there. Yeah, they didn't even have Zellerion. So I mean, adding in a Diego Rossi to like that formula that they had earlier in the season. It's so different though. Like it's hard to compare a regular season game to the playoffs. I have Columbus going through. I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a spicy game, but I think it'd be a fun one. So Columbus hosting the MLS Cup against Houston. Houston. Once again, what a nuts thing to say. I've got that would be fun. A matchup of Orlando and Cincinnati. Number one versus number two. How original, Jacob. I I really went outside of the box, <laughs> but. <laughs> Me with number one versus number three. <laughs> this year, they they played three times actually, um, two draws for Orlando, and then Orlando won actually on the road at Cincinnati, and they were down a man. And this is where I think the run goes to an end. Orlando is disciplined; they have a good defense as well, not as good as Cincinnati's, but. This is a team that won some silverware last year. They've got some experience in the bag. U.S. Open Cup winners 2022. 
I don't know. I just see them taking their chances better. I think, for example, in that rivalry game, Cincy versus Columbus, I think Cincy will be a lot more aware of the game plan, and it'll just be a much more tense game playing their biggest rival in comparison to Orlando City. And I feel like the nerves would be out the window in this game just because you're playing Orlando, um, but Orlando would catch them by surprise. So I got Orlando City hosting MLS Cup versus Houston. What a cursed final that is. (laughs) Same with yours. You got the Artur rivalry. Hey, man, that's legendary. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. It's it's exciting to think about because, like, both the teams we – pick going i mean we both have houston in the final but both teams from the east we picked are both exciting like fun attacking teams i think either one of those matchups would be an incredible final for a fan of mls from the outside looking in if you're a you know europe if you're euro snob or a casual american fan where you don't really know too much about these leagues you don't really pay attention to the league you just watch br football posts about the top six in europe you're gonna look at these two matchups and be like why isn't messi playing you know, why isn't one of these teams with, you know, a bigger Where's the name? pink team? Or LAFC, you know, the teams that they know about. But Where's David Beckham's team? Exactly. But these are great matchups. Yeah, and I think it's better for the health of the league to see matchups like this, where you see, like, a historic club, like a Columbus crew, lifting the trophy in the final. It's just, it's exciting. It's give, exciting. Give, I, give I love score. Columbus versus Houston. Oh, I think they wiped the floor with them. Like a 3-1 or a 4-1 in the final. Really? You think they get done up that bad? Without a doubt. I think Houston falls off. Okay. After they hit the final. That would be an incredible year, though. I think, like, yeah, I mean, them making the final and then also winning Open Cup, like, that's that's huge for them. I mean, too bad they're going to sell their best player and then be stuck with a dinosaur in midfield next year. Um but yeah, huge for they, them. Hey, Jack Price just got his option declined by the Colorado Rapids. You want to pair him with Ache Ache in the midfield? Where does Jack Price go? I don't know, like the Canadian Premier League or USL. <laughs> hey, he's a solid player for the Rapids. Yeah, no, he's solid. But I think any—that's like such a—I don't know. I'm torn because I really value MLS experience, but also like what type of mls experience well that's the thing is like you gotta you gotta be picky about who you choose because you don't want to build a team based off old guys because at the same point like (laughs) you know like once once you get your team like too old then you end up in like a situation where you have to revolve your whole team and with like the spending restrictions you have in mls it's really hard to do anyways I'm, i'm going Orlando City, 2-1 over Houston. (laughs) We both have Houston going on this insane run to the final and then losing away from home. I would agree. I think if Orlando plays Houston in the final, they beat them. That being said, I I could see Houston pulling it off. I I don't think it will happen, but it wouldn't shock me. I don't think it's certain if that was to happen. As much as I don't really like Houston... I think that would be good for them to win another trophy and actually get some like fan engagement out there. Like that's what I like about these teams that aren't the most well supported doing well. Cause it forces fans to like actually be interested when the Rapids made that 
first place in the West run two years ago, and they they made it to the playoffs. Dude, their stadium was packed. It was like a electric festive atmosphere at Dick's Sporting Goods Bunch Park. Bunch of fake fans. Bunch of fake fans that don't know anything about the team. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I People people dog on it, but it's true. It's the American way that, you know, if people you win follow success. If you win, people will show up. Yeah. As sad as that is, sometimes I wish I lived in another country. Just so you can watch the same team get <laughs> between ninth and fourteenth place and not do anything. Crystal Palace, I support you. <laughs> Anyways, shall we predict some of the upcoming games that are happening? Absolutely. I, I put down every game that's going to happen from now until we record next, except for Seattle and Dallas will play twice before then. I just put down the first game of Seattle-Dallas. Um, but first game up, Orlando hosting Nashville. What do you got? Orlando 1-0. I'm going 2-1 Nashville. I think Orlando sees this as an easy job. They're going to get caught off guard. Sam Surge is going to be their Dyrone Espria. He doesn't, he, he puts up a couple goals. He puts up a couple goals here and there, but once playoffs come around, he's never been. He's electric. He's never been in the playoffs. That dude, Dyrone Spria wasn't in the playoffs before he came to the Timbers. And That's then he true. He created the legacy that he has today. I don't, I think you're wrong. I'm going Orlando 1 0, obviously. I don't blame you for making Nashville win. The fact that you have them scoring two whole goals in a single game, Sam Surge Brace, is unbelievable. Sam Surge Brace, two goals by Nashville, and neither are by Mukhtar. Sam Surge Brace, that is just never going to happen. You know, I think Mukhtar will have some good passes. Be he'll be out there doing stuff, but Sam Surge, it's Sam Surge season, baby. Let's just move on. <laughs> this is a disgrace. <laughs> Next up, we got Seattle hosting Dallas. I went 1-1 draw, Seattle wins on penalties. <laughs> nice game plan, Brian Schmetzer. You beat Dallas on penalties at home. What do they got, a freaking cow on their badge? <laughs> Brian Schmetzer in the uh, post-game interview. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I got Seattle 2-0 at home. I think they take care of business. Would love nothing more, though, than Dallas just beating Seattle. 7-0. I put 85 nil before you <laughs> put anything in here. Imagine how insane that just a nearly a goal every minute. It's like a Rocket League game. <laughs> you got Marco Farfan on 25 goals as a left back. If that was an actual scoreline that happened to Seattle in the playoffs, how many fans are left in the stadium at the end of the game? Just that one fight and win guy in the sound wave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think there would be... Still a few who are just there booing. If you get double-digit goals scored on you, even 10, let alone 85 in the playoffs <laughs> at home, you should be like, your club should cease operations. Such a wonderful aggr- like such a wonderful idea to think of. Imagine they lose 85-0, and then the new playoff structure, they win the next two games 1-0, and they go through <laughs> on penalties. <laughs> that would be the Seattle way, though. <laughs> Making a uh, final, not having a single shot on target, and your goalkeeper goes. That would be the funniest thing ever to happen. 
I would love the, the inverse. history of sports. I'd love Seattle just dominating <laughs> FC Dallas, and then Dallas just squeaks through the next two games on pens. Oh, that'd be so funny. Wouldn't that be great? I would love that. Dude, yeah. I remember 2021 MLS Cup playoffs because as a Timbers fan, you watch these playoff series, especially that streak where a Cascadia team was making the final. Every time I watch the playoffs, as equally as I'm watching the Timbers, if we actually make it, I'm watching whoever Seattle plays. And watching Seattle get bounced in the first round by the the bottom seed Salt Lake after Salt Lake didn't have a shot and won in penalties away on the road. I remember I literally I I cheered so loud and I kicked over a table and broke it in my <laughs> upstairs in my house. I love that. I love seeing all the Seattle fans just salty about it, like they didn't even have a shot on target and then Wait a minute. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Anyways though, we have next up Columbus crew hosting Atlanta. I went four to Columbus. I can see it. I I, I went three one Columbus. It's funny you put C O L. I keep thinking Colorado Rapids. I know I do as well. I put that down when I'm like putting in the pre-show thing, and then later I read it. I'm like, why did I have Colorado on here? Yeah, Columbus take care of business on the Colorado the- Rapids beat Atlanta four two. That'd be funny. Uh, yeah, Columbus does the business. I think we both agree with that. Lower.com field, man. It's There's something special there. I would agree. That That's a fortress of American soccer. Next road trip. Let's go. The boys take Columbus. Net boys, that is. Anyways, last game we're predicting. New York Red Bulls host Cincinnati with their playoff lives on the line. What do you got here? I'm going Red Bulls 8-1. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going Cincinnati 2-1 on the road. Like we talked about, I, I really don't see a path for the Red Bulls as much as much as Red Bull Arena is going to be going off for this Saturday match. Yeah, I I agree. I think Cincy beats them 3-0. They're, they're still up 2-0 currently. Um, but I, I have uh, Cincy just doing the business and winning. I don't think there's really much else to it. I don't think New York even has hope. <laughs> oh man, that's that's disrespectful. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. I don't even know how long this has been. If it's been a shorter episode or not. It's like pitch black outside, so it's hard to tell. Well, yep. Seasonal depression is real in Oregon. This fall weather, am I right? We're not rehashing that. I don't even know if I can be friends with you anymore. (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening. As always, please follow us on X or Twitter. Leave us a kind or any review. I would love to see any feedback. Give us a review. Shoot us an email. Um, MLSNetBoys at gmail.com. Thank you all. As always... Keegan Hughes, come on the show. Joe, Joe, Joe.